Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. Did <laughs> you get a little <laughs> choked up there? So, we begin the first episode for the month of February, and we are giving this month a special theme, and that is... Killer ladies slash cunts. <laughs> we thought it might be a little appropriate um, as a Valentine's alternative um, theme, basically. Yeah, to the <laughs> typical rom coms. Yeah, because we've done uh, a lot of those already. Yeah. <laughs> so, besides, of course, what we've watched for the podcast, what else have you been perusing? Um, I a, a show I have started watching with my mom is um, eighteen eighty three. It's a spinoff of a spinoff of Yellowstone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think okay. there's like Yellowstone nineteen twenty three, and then this is eighteen eighty three. Mm. And this is the one that has Faith Hill and her husband. Oh, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and man, he can grow a nice beard. <laughs> oh, can he? He's got a very full beard. <laughs> it's striking. Um, are you enjoying this one better than White Lotus with your mother? Yes. Um, actually, I do. I like this one better. Well, um, I've always enjoyed a good Western mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and this one's got Mr. Um, Sam Elliott. Mr. Oh. Sam Elliott in it. Mr. Mustache himself. <laughs> the Stranger. The Stranger. Which, um, and he's still, he's gotta be, I don't even know how old he is, but he still looks damn good. Yeah. Like, his voice is still, he doesn't have that old man quavery voice. He's got that nice, strong mm-hmm. Sam Elliott voice. Good for him. Yeah. So he's really good in it. What is the one Sam Elliott movie I always think about? Is it Tombstone or Unforgiven? I don't remember. It's the one. It's one of those two. They all kind of run together. Yeah, right. (laughs) I used to watch a lot of Quigley Down Under. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. I am familiar. (laughs) Another good mustache. I forgot about that movie. I watched. Yeah, I've seen that one a few times when I was younger. Tom Selleck was very attractive in that one. Uh-huh. So we've had um, a couple of movie nights, I think, since the last time we recorded. Uh, we watched um, Don't Worry, Darling. Mm-hmm. Finally saw that one. The one that Harry's... What, what's his name? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Where he's like, it's, I don't know, like a movie or whatever. That stupid quote that has gone around. Oh, no, I haven't it. heard that, I guess. <laughs> you haven't seen that? I don't think I've seen that. Oh my God, here, I'll pull it up real quick just so you know what I'm talking about. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is, like, it feels like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a real, like, you know, go to the theater film movie. <laughs> I guess he means as opposed to like streaming movie. I don't know. It doesn't it feel was, like a straight DVD movie. I don't know. But it was like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I know there was all this hubbub. There's all this like juicy behind the scenes drama. Like really. And right, right. So it turns out that that was more interesting than the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't great. I don't think it was anything like... Halfway through, I'm like, okay, it's gonna, there's going to be, like, an M. Night twist. Like, oh, yeah. you know, you're kind of already I expecting it. it. 
um, a little bit. Again, they made it a, uh, fun. I like the concept and everything, but just every certain things felt off, and there's a lot of like gaping plot holes. Ooh, I feel like yeah. um, in terms of even from a thriller perspective, certain things they alluded to just never nothing ever comes from it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what was the point? You know, of adding, like, Chris Pine's character, ultimately, I find kind of confusing for even being there. Oh, I didn't even know he was in that. Yeah, yeah, he's in it, because um, he's supposed to be, like, the leader, almost. And okay. uh, But it just, like, peters out. Uh, it, he... They don't really answer some questions that they kind of were bringing up throughout the film. You're like, why like, bring him up then? Yeah, it just felt... I'm not going to answer anything. Certain things just, yeah, it felt like they were just left off or no one cared or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it was okay. I don't think it was as good as a lot of people were making it out to be. Um, I feel like there's been plenty of animes and stuff that have had the same exact yeah. theme. So it wasn't like revolutionary (laughs) oh she showed a girl getting eaten out two times so feminist that's what she's like i show the real female orgasm i was thought like like, it was whatever i mean i I feel like i've seen literally that scene multiple times in throughout the entirety of game of thrones right yeah like uh, yeah it was nothing revolutionary like yeah it was just Okay. She's like, watch my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost... Pretend that's me on the table. <laughs> it, did, it did feel like almost pretentious. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, eh. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. Exactly. <laughs> and then we also watched Glass Onion. I haven't watched that one yet. I keep forgetting it about it. It was very cute. Yeah. I like the the whole whodunit. That I like in the capers. Yes, yes, the caper. A good I love those Caper, too. whodunit. Um, it's just really fun and it has humor mm-hmm. and, um, that's like that movie yeah. you see how they run. Puzzle. Did you ever watch that one with Adrian Brody? No, I haven't seen that oh, one yet. Oh, it's really good. Okay. Cause it, I have that. It's like styled like that. On my list. Yeah. Um, that one was really good. I have that on the watch list cause I was like, oh, do I want to do that? And then Andrew ended up picking out Glass Onions. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I wanted to see that one. I love that Daniel Craig has like done this funny character that's so not james bond you yeah. know and it's really just fun seeing him i didn't role. realize he was married to rachel wise from the mummy no way yeah they've been married for like 10 to 12 years oh or something my god like that. what a perfect little thing i know and it said that they're very private they don't talk about um their relationship mm. in public because Aww. it's nobody's business Ooh. they like keep it just for themselves oh i know how sweet i was like oh and I love her. Yeah, I do too. She was so pretty. And then I, I rewatched The Mummy recently. They are still so good to me. Her eyebrows, though. Ooh, I like them. They were, <laughs> they were barely there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. She looks so like, ooh, surprise. Yeah, all like the time. Betty Boop eyebrows. <laughs> yes, because she looks like a little like 1920s yeah, character. I mean, like, it was definitely 1920s. Mm-hmm. It was pretty long. Edward Norton um, was a, a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Kate Hudson, like, god damn. Like, she still looks so good. Oh, I know, man. Uh, everyone was really good in it. Again, though, I was seeing stuff where some people were saying it was like, 
the second best movie of the year. I mean, I don't know if it was that good. Like, I mean, I enjoyed oh. it, but... Yeah, but what else has come out this year? I, yeah, that's what I was trying to think, and I'm like, well, I don't know yet. But I'm like, everything, everywhere, all at once, I think, came out this year. I don't... And know. I am dying to see that one. I've been saving it. I well, don't know I, why. I actually didn't finish it. <gasps> really? I mean, it was... I don't know what the hype was about. Hmm. Like, it was kind of hard to follow a little bit. Mm. I think that was the whole point, though. Yeah, I'm sure right? it was. It's like a big sci-fi. I might not have been in the mindset to Maybe. watch it either. Yeah. Because um, I never finished it, and then I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> Maybe I, I need to try it again. Yeah, because that's what my plan was. was like, I wanted to wait... Um, cause for a while it wasn't available yet. And then I was like, okay, well I'll wait till it's like streaming. I mean, or... I love the actress though. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been up to entertainment wise. We have a Galentine's that we will be attending mm-hmm. for the month of February. I feel like our February is very, uh, female centric this yes. year. Looking forward to it. Feminist February. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fem Feb. Fem Feb. I like that. Fem Feb. Fem Feb. So, in this episode, we watched 1992's Single White Female. Its actual release date was August 14th of 1992. The running time is 108 minutes. It was directed by Barbet Schroeder, screenplay by Don Ruse, and it was based on SFW Seek Same by John Lutz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was produced by Barbet Schroeder, and it was starring Bridget Fonda, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Stephen Weber, and Peter Friedman. Cinematography was Luciana Tavoli, edited <laughs> by Lee Percy, and the music was by Howard Shore. So, um, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an average of 5.3 out of 10, Huh. So it's a it's very higher than I than you thought. Thought it would be. It it seems on most of the areas where it's given some kind of overall rating, it's about middle, always middle of the road. Yeah, the road. Uh, the critics' consensus states: single white female benefits from a pair of outstanding leads, neither of whom are well served by a storyline that wavers between thrillingly tense and utterly ridiculous. Yes. That is a perfect explanation. It really was. I was like, nope, that one's, yeah. That's a keeper. That's a keeper. We're going to talk about that because I felt like it was spot on. Spot on. Um, um, And again, we are... uh, 90s kids essentially i feel like the roger roger and ebert reviews were like a big part of movies back then oh yeah you know because they were like the only review yeah yeah like the big ones or whatever and oh we're supposed to trust what they say and when i go back sometimes and i'm yeah reading like certain reviews they did i'm like roger and ebert you ain't shit like (laughs) why did we listen to you guys um i mean i never did because but i loved like Waterworld. The Postman, all the ones they tore to shreds. Like, I was like, I love those movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> so he gave this film three stars out of four with the comment, no genre is beyond redemption or beneath contempt. And here the slasher genre is given its due with strong performances and direction. So he liked it? Yeah, he liked it overall. Because um, it showed titties. That's why. I know. I feel like a lot of times when he, like, gave... It had good titties. Um, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> and I noticed also that a lot of reviews um, use the term high-end slasher for this film, which I feel because like... Because it shows titties. I, <laughs> in like a very like noir kind yes, of way. because she was high fashion with that... Her page boy. With her page boy. <laughs> The 90s bowl cut for ladies. Yes, yes. That's what I call that. Very much so. Horrendous. So something else I came across that seemed to be a consensus um, about this film that I didn't catch uh, because I didn't see this movie a ton. So I didn't quite get this. Um, But now after reading and delving into it, it all does kind of make sense. Um, Apparently it's pretty... um, like lesbophobic is the term I saw. So homophobic essentially, but against lesbians. And at first that's when I was like, well, what, just because the girl like is this, you know, goes crazy. Like, but they're not a couple. Like, so I was a little confused. And yeah. then I started reading, uh, I found this really good article from the rap.com. So this is a, a quote from that. And it says, a historically fascinating but unsettling lesbian-phobic cautionary tale about female independence. Hetty's sexuality might feel more incidental if Allie's arduous search for the right roommate hadn't essentially consisted of rejecting a series of queer women for that second bedroom. And so when you think back to it, Rowan, she has a series of interviews with the other women. Apparently... A lot of them are, like, stereotypes of different types of lesbian women. Oh, I didn't get that. I didn't catch it either, but I, when you read through these articles more, it kind of, like, spelled it out. Like, the one who's like, oh, we can knock this wall down, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, you own a hammer. Like, she's supposed to be, like, I guess, the butch stereotype. Okay. And then there was the other girl who looked um, kind of exotic and, like, sexy and was, like, like giving her the googly eyes, remember? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, remember that one. Yeah, and she was, like, kind of, like, looking her up. Up and down, so she was supposed to be kind of like the the very femme, you know, like okay. sex pot. I no, guess. I don't, I don't remember that one. Yeah, and then they had another. It was the other girl who, I think, was almost kind of like supposed to be the needy, like uh, cat lady, almost kind of, you know, like just nerdy, like lesbian woman. On her oh, own. okay, the one that was like talking about her psychiatrist or whatever. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So they had all these like, I guess what they call like. Archetypes. I don't know. I just thought like those are just different kinds of women. Oh, right. I didn't get that they were supposed to be lesbians. I didn't. But again, this, like, I found, I don't know how many articles that all kind of talked about these same things. I mean, that makes sense, though, when her ad was single white female seeking the same, like, Mm -hmm. makes it sound like you want more than a roommate, maybe. Maybe, yeah. So, I don't know if that's what they were getting at with any of that. Like, I never realized that she was supposed to be gay. Oh, yeah, and that's... I thought they were just, like, BFFs, you know, like, normal girl best friend kind of relationship. Right? And that's why I was a little surprised that everyone kept talking about that because I also thought it was the twin aspect. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought she was going for. And again, that was why I was like, oh, I always thought it was just she wanted to look like her because of her twin. Like, yeah, like a sister thing. Um, But again, all of these different um, articles (laughs) I was finding, I'm like, was I, did I just not pick up on any of this Well, I didn't pick up on that either. And so, but then again, as, as I read more and then again, when I was reflecting back on my notes, I'm like, oh, I am kind of picking up on that. I just didn't actually see, I guess, the lesbian side of it in terms of any of that. I was thinking more of just the independent woman aspect mm, right. um, because they also have another article that was uh, from filmdays.net that was, again, along the same lines. 
Uh, again, I'm going to just read this entire quote because this is where I was like, ah, this is okay. I see it. Um, the idea that women can be alone or, God forbid, rely on each other is subversive to a system of misogynistic oppression that relies on compulsory <laughs> heterosexuality as one of its primary tools of enforcement. Single white female remains pertinent today for giving the anxiety a language and weaponizing pre-existing stereotypes about queer women for a mass audience of women as well as men. More than the film themselves ever did, their cultural implications still hold the power to frighten. So I, it was the end of the article after, it's a very long article, but it was very interesting. And it mm -hmm. goes into the entire history of kind of like these movies that to us on the surface we thought were kind of one thing. And then when they start pointing out all the undertones and the underlying themes throughout it, it was like they were villainizing the lesbian woman. You know, mm. like, she is going to come for you. She's like, going to come get you. Yeah, she yeah. She's going to steal your woman. Mm -hmm. She's going to kill your man. Or, yeah, or then and if you're a straight woman, you know, like, oh, watch out for the, you know, the scary lesbian woman. She's going to try to trick you, you know, and, like, force you to do, like, I don't, I'm like, oh, is that really... <laughs> <laughs> like now you're saying we gotta w watch our backs against lesbian women and all the men in the world <laughs> right like it was like just an, and again uh, it was kind of also the independence because it basically just lesbian women and, and are the and sign of independence because they don't need no man exactly and so that's what it is it's instilling the fear of that yeah. almost of um, and if, if they don't need no man then the patriarchy crumbles exactly because then we're going back to the Amazon. So, so as I was doing research, sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> exactly. So as I was doing research further and further, I was like, I was not expecting any of this. Like when I was going to read a single white female, right? Like, so it's still um, on people's radars, I guess, for that reason alone, because it was two women in the stalker um, kind of victim thriller aspect. Yeah. Because also it was a point of note that during this time, the early 90s and late 80s, all of these like female stalker movies were coming out, but all of them were the woman chasing the man. I only have an actual little bit of facts. That's why I kind of went more into those articles I found because there was way more stuff written about the context and underlying themes of this movie than, than the actual there, movie. Yeah, it was about the actual movie. <laughs> So what I found was that Bridget Fonda had the choice of choosing between Allison or Hetty. And she chose Allison because she thought uh, it was the harder role. And I'm like, mm, is it though? Yeah. <laughs> she, maybe she didn't want to be the crazy one. Maybe. Yeah, maybe she thought that would be an easy way to act, I guess, yeah. to be crazy. Um. Whoopi Goldberg apparently auditioned for the for the role of single white female. <laughs> Good for you, Whoopi. I know. I was like, I was like, right? Why couldn't it be? Just change it. Yeah. Just change it. <laughs> It'd be fine. Um, obviously, she did not get the role. <laughs> those, yes, those were wigs in the film. See, I was wondering about that. I was like, I hope those are wigs. Mm -hmm. They looked pretty rough. They were, it was just like how when was, she turned and how it stuck out that far in the back of her neck. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it looked bad. This like, is what I was going to say. Trim though. the wig. Dave said that that's what we should do for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I have to get this 
matching wigs. You look at me in seventh grade. Because <laughs> yes. I had that haircut. <laughs> Believe me, it looks it, Honestly, the wig was accurate because it that's just that exactly how that haircut looks when you try to wear it. So funny. It looks like a wig. It looks like a wig. <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna cut us some wigs. That's gonna be our Halloween costume. And one of us will have like the, you know, the pencil skirt and the blazer. Mm-hmm. And the other one can wear like those early '90s lady suits. Uh-huh. You know, I love those. <laughs> they um, also to prepare for this, they did do a lot of um, like self defense lessons mm-hmm. uh, for their big fight scene and everything. Um, they the also. Fight scene was awful. It was. I'm like, oh, you did lessons. Did <laughs> and they also won an MTV Movie Award for this one. Really? Uh, I believe it was Jennifer Jason Lee for um, the villain kind of thing. So I thought that was funny that this movie overall was like a middle of the line, but it seems like because of its like almost ridiculous factor, it, there was um, apparently some popularity at least uh, in the that pop culture. Bit of a, like, cult following. Yeah, sphere within that. Um, and then also the building that was used, all those exterior shots of that really bougie building. Yeah. It's called the Ansonia and it is located in the Upper West Side of mm. Manhattan. It, it was giving me like um, Death Becomes Her vibes. Oh, right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the interiors were um, shot on a soundstage. But yeah, that was okay. um, a real place, though. Um, oh, and the stairwell scenes were also shot. So that stairwell, when they would do the cool above shot scene, oh, yeah. you know, like that, that was the actual place. Yeah, it was too. the actual stairwell. Mm. So that was, I thought that was pretty yeah. cool because it was a very pretty building for sure. Oh, yeah. But, all right, so that's kind of everything I found out about single white female. With that, Jess is going to read the Ya Googled summary. <laughs> Having recently split from fiancé Sam Rawson, Allison Joan welcomes new roommate Hedra Carlson. The young women quickly form a bond, but as Allison starts to rethink her engagement, Hedra grows jealous and hostile. As Allison learns new details about her roommate's life, Hedra gets violent in her efforts to get Sam out of the picture. With Hedra turning more menacing by the minute, Allison finally understands what she's up against. So what are your early memories, if any, of this film? My earliest memory is that I got this movie confused (laughs) with another movie. I think I've meshed the two together in my mind. Um, And that movie was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. (laughs) Which is the same genre. And it was made the same year, actually. Oh, damn. Was it really? It was in 92. Okay. So I'm like, maybe they played both of these and I just got them. Because I remember this haircut. But I thought that Bridget Fonda was the villain, I guess, because I remember like that haircut being a nanny and trying to become the woman of the house. <laughs> that's the movie I remember. And I don't think either one, that's like the theme of either one of these movies. It's like a melding of the two, I guess. That's so funny. Because <laughs> when we had discussed uh, when we were making this theme for this month, 
Uh, this was your pick yeah. out of it. And then it's not even the one you meant. It wasn't even the one that I was thinking of. But I was like, <laughs> I don't remember that being the name of it. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle? Because <laughs> I had to Google, like, movies like single white females. Because as soon as it started out, I was like, there's a lot of nudity in this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember the nudity. <laughs> like, I, was, I feel like I watched this a lot as a child. And I was like, I don't think this is the movie. <laughs> I'm kind of similar in that, now I wasn't confused by which movie Single White Female was, but again, I was like maybe a a teenager. Yeah. And also, I was watching the TV version. Yeah. There was a a channel, yeah, I don't remember which channel it was, but there was one that would play this one quite a bit. They must have had the rights for a while or whatever. But obviously, there was no nudity. Right. And I think it was even shortened you know quite a bit how they would do i think there was probably big chunks of cut out yeah because watching it this time i was like whoa this movie is longer than i was anticipating well it really wasn't it just felt really long exactly it dragged (laughs) a lot i I didn't realize this was a two-hour movie i was like it's not Mm -hmm. it just feels like it but to be perfectly honest that was kind of some of my recollections of this movie was i remember it just being very like moody lighting like the way that the lighting is in these apartments like you said death becomes her like vibes i just got very very like 90s like uh a chris what's that guy's name chris isaac chris isaac music video like Uh i felt like we were in a two hour long chris isaac music video with them being naked and laying yes. around and titty titty everywhere <laughs> and booty booty titty titty like balls yeah gotta see his balls from behind which is never a good look for i don't care who it is no i would not want to see your balls from behind <laughs> Maybe that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Ewey. So, needless to say, I think we both um, did not remember this movie very well at all. (laughs) Then some key components. No, I remember (laughs) her trying to look like her. I remember that aspect. (laughs) Don't remember the fucking dog dying. That was horrible. It was, I was like, if I knew the dog was going to die, I would have watched this shit. <laughs> yeah, I um, totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for, for me, it was almost like watching it for the first time again. Right. Because I, I, I had no recollections of major scenes. Evidently, I just remember, like, the feeling and the haircut. Like, <laughs> the lighting and the haircut, I remember. Lighting and the haircut, and that's it. And it being a little... And when I was younger, I actually thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, so going into it, I'm like, that's eh, still kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> just, just how they executed it. Because obviously it would be... It's like a... Ooh, creepy story. Like, it's thriller. You know, like... I guess. Trying to... But I was like, these... How comes... How strong is this bitch? These grown-ass men can't get this gun out of her hand. That guy is huge! I have the same nose. So I'm like... Why can they not take her out? How strong is she? <laughs> like, she's the only one that knows. I'm like, is she the only one in the building that uses this incinerator? <laughs> it's like it's her own personal incinerator. But yeah, so it opens with the twin girls being young. Yeah. And um, it's a very cold open. And this is when I was like, also that was 
my recollection of her being so crazy, I'm like, oh, she killed her sister. That's so what I thought. I was thinking the whole time that she had killed her twin, and that's why she's being crazy and then trying to kill the girl that she wants to emulate or right. whatever, or be her new twin. I don't know. That's that's literally <laughs> what I thought the theme of the movie be was. Be her new twin. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, apparently we do find out that she didn't kill her twin. Her twin just literally drowned. drowned. It was an accident. And she had such bad survivor's guilt. Yeah. That she couldn't forgive herself for living. And this is what has driven her That's mad. That's what I said. But I was like, she was talked shit about her twin too. Like, there's always a pretty twin. Yeah. I'm like, you look the same. What do you mean? Well, and also, and then I'm like, so did she, or did she drown her ass? Exactly. So I feel like you don't really get a solid conclusion with that, right? And yeah, I guess that's where people are like, mm. it's actually because they're mad at lesbians because they do have her kiss her to distract her, and then the girl does like is nicer yeah. to her after she kisses her. But like you said, I felt like there wasn't any indication prior to that. Yeah, to me, anyway, yeah, that, that she had an on. interest in women. Yeah. Um. Because it shows her almost always kind of flirting with the boyfriend when he comes right. back into it. Which they try to make it seem like her logic was, oh, she's flirting just to prove that he's still like a, a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. But I still, again, don't kind of feel like that. Again, I don't think this is anything that Jennifer Jason Lee and like Bridget Fonda, anything that they did wrong. I don't know. It just feels like in the actual plot line of the story, they could have made all that stuff a little more clear. <laughs> that's I'm like, was that their intention though? Or is that just what everybody read into it? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm now. just here to gaze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like after reading everything I read, I don't know what I'm supposed to like make from this I don't know movie. How I'm supposed to feel. I know. But I do like the building that they start on. Like I said, I feel like they make it very moody right mm-hmm. away. Which I, I would have been okay with if they just would have made a I little more I do like the, the upper side fashion that she's got going on. Because it reminds me of those little, like, fashion plates that, I, you know, you oh, put the, the outfits together and trace because it. Because that's what her little software program is. I know! I was like, oh my gosh, I used to play with stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that software was rough. That she's yeah, that's so funny that she made yeah, and like she got in a lawsuit with her partner or something, and she got the software and the rent control department. Right. I was like, oh, that didn't explain any of that. Like, yeah, I don't hear about that story. And why was it imperative to even mention it? Oh, I guess that's why she takes the job for less because she has a rent control department. See, that's the thing too. The the guy I called him at first that he had like incel vibes. Yeah, <laughs> and um. So I'm like, okay, so she just like basically gets lowballed by this guy because mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, oh well, I looked into this and looked into that, and even as I'm watching, I've been like, fuck you, bro. Like, exactly, I'm, I'm not gonna, somebody else in. Exactly, like I I stand by my company or my software. you know software whatever, and yeah, I'd be like, okay, fuck you, fuck off, go find someone else to do your job for fucking cheap, like yeah. whatever. So I guess they are kind of giving you stuff where like she is kind of a doormat. Yeah. Like and I feel like later when Hetty's like, You're weak and I'm like, You are <laughs> You are weak. You're gonna go buy a new apartment to give her this rent controlled one. Yeah. You don't wanna be mean to her. Like a stupid bitch. Right. Well first <laughs> off, if you were gonna get back with your fucking 
ex-boyfriend in a week why would you even do all that work to get a roommate anyway exactly it is like she it's been two weeks really selfish in that respect because crazy ass hetty like she gives her a fucking out because she was like are you sure like you're not just gonna i'm you're on the rebound and then you're gonna get back together and And then then kick me out Yeah. yeah Oh, no. And then that's exactly what she does. And then she even says, you promised me this exact thing wouldn't happen. Exactly. So, at first, I was like, I can't really blame the bitch. I know. In the beginning, (laughs) I really was, like, team heady, to be honest. Because I'm like, and then even... Allie's kind of a bitch. Allie is kind of a bitch. And she's, like, off in her own It's because she's an it... She's that 90s it girl that, you know, everybody tells her how beautiful and wonderful she is. And perfect. She can't see beyond that. But that's the thing. But everybody loves me. But Hetty tells her the same thing even. Like, oh, I wish I could be like you or look like you and this and that. And like you said, I guess because she has that, like, 90s it girl factor or whatever. But I don't know. As Hetty... I'm like, you're the one with the balls, like, that that gets shit done, obviously. (laughs) So, I don't know. I kind of was like, what what does everyone see in Bridget Fonda? And then also in Stephen Weber's character. Ew, I know. I was like, why are you obsessed with him? Right? Like, I don't get why she wanted to marry him for one. Like, it's one thing if you're like, okay, this is my boyfriend, like, she's young and kind of stupid whatever let's marry this nasty old man with the saggy balls that (laughs) fucked his ex-wife and then comes and fucks you the same night no yeah that's thank you (laughs) yeah so that's another another reason why i'm kind of like team heady as well where i'm like you dumb bitch yeah like he's a piece of shit why does anyone want to remote and he had moved in with her like it's not like he was you know, Mr. Big Shot with his own rent control department. And he's staying in a hotel the whole time. Right. So he's basically homeless. <laughs> of course he wants to get back together yeah. with you. Yeah, he has nowhere to go. It's either you or his ex-wife. And that's a nice-ass apartment you live exactly. in, Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful-ass building. So, yeah, but she goes through all that trouble of, yeah, interviewing all those uh, different women. And taking pictures of them. I thought that was weird. Right? I'd I be know. like, oh, why don't you have a picture of me on file? That is like no job interview. And then just because Hetty gets basically the, the position. <laughs> <laughs> position of roommate. Um, because she catches her in like a vulnerable moment and she's nice to her. Which I was kind of like, why would she just walk in? Right? I know. That is weird. That is weird already. But either way, because she's like, well, I have an appointment for the apartment, blah, blah, blah. But again, I'm like, ooh, thank God for Google, because these people were crazy in the 90s, knowing that you're just, like, interviewing strangers to come yeah, live with you, and there's with no you. way to find, like, a paper trail of, right. like, who they are as a person. Ugh. It's a little rough. That's how you get single white females. Exactly. <laughs> well, and then they do have a scene that I wanted to bring up where she even mentions her references or whatever. Right. But then she's like, oh, when are you going to move in tonight or whatever? And I'm like, girl, at least call the references. We had a joke over the <clears throat> faucet, so we're besties. Exactly. Now. Oh, she can help me fix the sink, so. So could the first lesbian you interviewed. <laughs> right? She could have fixed the whole fucking apartment. So then she's given her the tour during that whole time, too. And this building requires so many tools. Like, they have to use this wrench thing, and oh, then they right. have to do the thing in the oh, elevator. The screwdriver. This is me foreshadowing, which they didn't really do anything with the screwdriver at the end anyway, did they? She tried to poke her with it, but she strangled her. 
That's not what she stabbed her with in the very end, was it? No. No, it was with a knife, not yeah. a screwdriver. I yeah, yeah, because I, I do so. feel like they kept, like, showing that. This is the screwdriver we used to... Or I thought something was somebody's going to get stuck in the elevator or... Yeah, something. No, they didn't do anything they cool with that. Yeah, see, like... I, like I feel like you're foreshadowing it for no reason. I felt like there was a lot of buildup for certain things that... That never came to fruition. Mm-hmm, exactly. Besides killing the dog. I know! They built that up. Yeah, because she was mean to it. Mm-hmm. And then she basically was only getting the dog for her... But she even mentioned, she was like, I've never seen someone, like, so scared to be alone as you, you know? And they do really show that, because remember, even when she kicks the the douchebag boyfriend, her fiancé, out, she goes to her gay upstairs neighbor, mm-hmm. like, I can't be alone tonight, like... Right. And then she's like, I don't want to be cooking for one... I know, like, it's so tragic. It's been two days, girl. Like, <laughs> give it a week. Exactly. And that's where, like, when I was reading all those articles, I'm like, mm, they're right, yeah, because they really were, like, honing of, like, she can't be. She physically cannot be alone. Alone. She can't be a single straight woman. Like, well, then why didn't she just ask her uh, upstairs friend to, like, come live with her? Whatever. He's like, I like my privacy, thanks, oh, you maybe fucking he weirdo. Did. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, that would have saved him a lot of money if they were already friends, get along, rent control. Right? I know. Why not? <laughs> Save up by your own. And I love that he had a cat. And then when they found him in the bathtub and the cat was on top of him, like, this is my human. I know. I just like that they didn't kill him, at least. Yes, me too. Honestly. I appreciated that. Like, yes, kill Steven Weber. So I guess this is where... The slasher aspect. I'm like, well, I guess technically it kind of is. She totally kills Steven Weber with a stiletto through the eyeball. Yeah. That was hilarious. Which I was like, could you kill someone? I guess you could, but I just assumed it would just take out your eye. Not, I mean, it, it really went all the way to his brain. It but might she's have. super strong, so. And they also did show that it was a very long heel. Yeah. So, true. and it was like metal. Like, that was the yeah. whole thing was it was like a metal spiked almost shoe. And then it almost looks like she's like a evil genius like did she implement all these things all along to have this conclusion right like, did you buy the stiletto with the metal thing so you could stab him in the eyeball did you do this to the you know well, what because I mean? then she was already in the works of framing her right the entire time the entire time so and this is where it doesn't make sense though because yeah if she's been planning this in the works the entire time because when they bought those shoes that was before the fiance came back into her yeah, life, right? Yeah, it was like right? the second is when she was like, oh, I wish I looked like you. And she's like, oh, let's go shopping. And, and yeah, and they were doing, yeah, that was when they had their whole montage of like, we're becoming besties. Right. Like, yeah, and doing all the stuff together. And, oh, we have our puppy and we're in bed watching Family TV. portrait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were kind of leading her on a little bit. Right? <laughs> I know. But also. Um, and she had no qualms about getting naked in front of her. That was weird. And see, and that was where, in all the articles I was reading, too, where they're like, lesbian! (laughs) (laughs) No, I've known uh, lots of girls that don't mind getting Yeah, and that's why I didn't really get that, because I'm like, I've known, yeah, quite a few women who... Just take their top off in front of you, and you're like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do naked. Excuse me, miss? Excuse me, ma'am. But yeah, so... At least turn your back. But to get back on point, we said, though, that was before he came back into her life and all that. So was she preparing this even despite whether or not she was going to get back with her fiance or not? Like, has this, is this the actual pattern? Maybe she just knows she will because 
So she always that's her type. So she always takes the precaution anyway. Maybe I don't know. I don't so know. yeah, you're right with that. I think that was more of an opportunity, though. Yeah, because I don't she think... did say, "I'm not on the lease. No, I'm not supposed to be here. Nobody knows I'm staying here. Mm-hmm. It's all you." And now we both have the red bowl cut. And I swear to God, at the beginning of the movie, it was blonde. And then, like the very next scene, when she's like looking at her hair in the reflection of the building it's red and i was like what the fuck when did her hair turn red oh, i didn't notice that at all and sometimes it'd be like real red and then sometimes it wouldn't be that red did you notice that i mean i'm sure it's just the lighting but i just thought that was weird it was probably like three different wigs too i bet they're all it like, had to have been <laughs> like, did nobody notice that the wig changes colors they're like seen? this wig had been out in the sun for a long <laughs> this time this little wig went to market <laughs> This little wig stayed home. So before she does the whole haircut, though, again, that's where we're kind of like, oh, we're kind of team heady because Bridget Fonda's character, Allie, is kind of a selfish bitch. <laughs> and then when she does start humoring her ex-fiance again. and Which she, made me like her even less. Yeah. And then she also just disappears for a couple of days. Right. And you can't blame Hetty for being worried because they have been pretty much inseparable. And then the next thing you know. And then he even says he pushed his way in there. Yeah. So he was already a man who forced himself into their home. But that made her mad at Hetty. Not at Sam. Well how dare you let him in. Mm-hmm. She was more mad about that. Yeah. Than she was about him forcing his way in there. Yeah because he even was like oh don't be mad at her. Like I forced myself in here. And she's like oh no. Oh. Okay. And, and that was like when it was almost like Allie started being weird to Hetty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before I felt like Hetty was just trying to be a supportive friend. And it was Allie who kind of was being weird and giving off weird vibes, I feel yeah. like, uh, to begin with. So that was when Hetty's like, oh, is she trying to, like, kick me out now? Like, I, I just... If it's New York City and the way that real estate seems like very cutthroat there, I kind of don't blame him. Right? Like, I mean, and why couldn't she live there? Why do they need both rooms? He's going to be sleeping in your bed anyway. Why would you be like, oh, you have to move out? Oh, because, oh, well, they're going to get married. And evidently she's the one who has to provide the family home because <laughs> the guy's a schmuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a loser. And he's homeless. <laughs> Is he even divorced? <laughs> We sure that's official yet? Because um, you're still fucking her. <laughs> right. And she's calling your house at 2 a.m.? Oh, I'd be pissed. Right? That's what I'm saying. This like, guy why is your fucking ex-wife calling guy. my house? And so this is when I'm getting to the point, even in my notes, before she killed the fucking dog, I was like, oh, like, I mean, why can't they just fall in love and this be a nice romantic lesbian movie? Yeah. Like, and that was when I was like, oh. And then when she kicked the dog, you're like, oh. No. <laughs> exactly. And then they come home and the fucking dog is, ugh. And then you're like, okay, so he did supposedly fix the thing. And so she threw the dog off, right? I'm assuming so. Like, that is what they're implying. Because then she was like, are you still going on your trip? Because she was trying to set it up to where he still goes on his trip. Oh, he's not there for you. He went on his trip. Exactly. So again, though, you're like, how much was she setting up in advance? And how much is her just being an opportunist of of ways to manipulate um, Allie, I guess? But again, where I'm like, Hetty, like, I feel like you're better than these people. I know. Why are you wasting your time? 
Like, like, so then we even find out later that, like, Hetty's, like, looking like a bombshell going to, like, fucking sex club. I know! And they knew her by name. Like, Allie. She, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. They said Hetty in the sex club. They didn't even call her Allie. Oh, I thought they did when she saw her, when she followed her and saw her at the bar, and they said Allie, and she said, yeah. Oh, no, I thought she said Hetty. Oh, okay. Maybe oh, okay. I, I thought they called her by whatever name she was going by at least. I mean oh. we know she wasn't going by Ellen, which is I thought that there that's when she saw that she was using her name too. Oh, so that would make more sense. But I thought she's I thought they said Hetty. So oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they said Allie. So maybe you're right and I just heard wrong. Because that's when I was like, so what? She goes to a sex club. Like that's none of your business. She didn't ask you to follow her. Yeah. And she did I was like, I feel like that's what she did through the whole movie was peeking around corners. Spies. I know. I'm like, you're both fucking weirdos. <laughs> well, and then she was like spying on her masturbating. Yeah. Um, mind your business. Like, sure, like, right? There was literally nothing weird going on at that time. Like, there was nobody peeking in on you. You woke up and thought you heard a noise and she was in there like <laughs> fucking herself. What? <laughs> um, excuse you. It's the middle of the night. But also, why does no one lock their fucking door? I know. Or why do you leave her? Well, maybe she wanted her to see because was her door open? Yeah, it was wide open, which that's fucking weird. Yeah. Lock your fucking door, babe. So, yeah, I guess they were all just being... They're all just fucking weird. They're all just fucking weird creepers. <laughs> Spying on everybody. Um, And that's another thing, too, because when Hetty first moved in, it was Allie snooping through her room mm-hmm. to begin with. And she, like, oh, by the way, I'm like, man, I want clip-on earrings to make a comeback. I know, I totally <laughs> forgot about clip-on earrings. No, because they hurt, man. You don't remember? They would, like, pinch your earlobe. Mm, it's been that so long. I, I just remember they were not comfortable. Mm. Or I have sensitive little earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, just cute earrings. And I was like, oh, clip-ons, nice. But yeah, but that was when she was snooping. And then that was when, okay, so she was snooping first. And then had even used her perfume. Right. That was a little ballsy. And then that's when she was like, oh, well. Oh, I didn't think you were home. Yeah, which is even weirder. (laughs) That's the one thing you don't say. Oh, so you're waiting for me to leave so you can go through my shit? Right. And she was like, I was about to go through your drawers. I'm like, you probably were. (laughs) So again, like, Allie's also the weirdo and kind of almost instigated. The weirdness. the, The boundary crossing. Right. You know, like a little bit. And, uh, cause she even tells her then too, cause she's like, oh, well you can wear my clothes or, you know, like, so when they start doing the clothing stuff at first, I was like, I also didn't think that was weird. Cause you and I are, are two people who always had a lot of matching outfits. Right. And we still do sometimes. Yeah. We still twin like quite often. Yeah. We wear a lot of matching shirts. Like, yeah. So, so for me, I didn't think that was weird at all. Right. She's I like, guess it was weird because she didn't know about it. Yeah, she's like going in the closet and then realizes that it wasn't her clothes. She had literally bought the same thing. Yeah. But I'm like, well, that's even nicer. She didn't even steal your clothing. Yeah, she, it's still her own clothes. She went and bought the clothes. She's like, oh, I like her dress. She went and bought it because she does say, oh, I wish I could put like as well put together as you. Right. Like if you're two friends or even lesbians or even fucking cousins, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's a normal thing to do. Yeah, I like that outfit. Where'd you get it? I want to get me the same one. Exactly. But then, then go to the club, girl, dress the same. Yeah, right? Like, oh, like how cute we are. Like, how cute we are. We have the same outfit on. Like, ooh. Like, yeah. Like, so, and again, because she was a twin, that's where I thought all of this was stemming from. Right. Was her just, like, wanting to be real tight. Wanting to be twins. Yeah, with her new BFF. <laughs> yeah. 
But then again, she like with a dog takes it too far, and she does the full haircut <laughs> with the color and everything. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where you're like, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be mad. <laughs> we look ridiculous walking down the street. <laughs> She goes to the sex club and then she comes right behind. He's kind of like, um, hey, it might be a thing there. <laughs> it was so funny though. Um, I can all I can think about is like I can picture what me and you would look like in those ways. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> We gotta like you gotta be on top of it. You gotta get early. We gotta order I gotta the get, wigs early. I gotta get a good a decent wig that has enough hair that I can like put yeah. it on and try to cut. Yeah, not like a spirit hair. Halloween wig. No, not the Something one that has like five hairs thicker. on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, this movie we mentioned moves really slow. Has a lot of like again little things where I'm like, I don't think that's big of a deal. It's not that weird. I know. So, Why are they focusing on that? So for me, the buildup, yeah, it just felt like it took longer because it was. I felt like they could have made the weird stuff weirder. Yeah. Or not make Allie also do the weird stuff to where then it's real. You're like, okay, well, it's not that weird. Seems a little tit for tat. Doing it for each other, yeah. yeah. Like, so it feels like it takes forever, and then that's when boom, just deep end. She just starts, like, killing people at that point. Yeah. And I guess it's all stemming from... It seems like she was still going to even be cool with being kicked out. Like, yeah, she seemed upset about it. And she was, I guess, still cleaning the apartment. So it seems like she was going to get revenge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until her family called her. Right. And then that's when... She really went crazy. She really But it went, didn't explain any of that either. It gave you a little tidbit because of, like, the the dad and but then he her... But they seemed like they were, like, supportive, understanding parents. Yeah. But we don't know what she did in Tampa. They just kept mentioning the Tampa girl. Sure, she killed her. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So she's already, though, gone, like... Too far gone. Yeah. Um, is all I can think of in terms of, okay, so the parent calling catalyst is what drives her to actually murder because probably her parents evidently had her committed or something at one point like but again it's like they convolute it all up like okay but it's supposed to be the survivor's guilt Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily the survivor's guilt it's they find out because she lied about her sister like that's the thing like i don't know again they i feel like they really convoluted her yeah. motives behind what actually is well and like the snap. clippings in her little scrap box it made it seem like she killed her sister still like oh sister twin sister drowns da 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 exactly like it makes it like oh god that's so sinister like you don't even have to okay one you don't have to kill these women roommates that you're shacking up with or whatever yeah, the case uh, that you're trying to maybe replace your twin or like they said she doesn't technically she doesn't want to be alone either so it's like her and Allie are the same person I know, you know? so they should have got along great exactly so it's just weird of what nah, like I feel like it was yeah trying to be like a deeper backstory but they just didn't get it right Succeed. Mm-hmm. yeah I like at the end, though, they did have me going to where I thought the incel guy who tries to rape her at one point. So, again, this is where the guy 
she lets him walk all over him to begin with, and then he is basically going to try to rape her. And she kicks him in the balls and, like, runs away and everything. But they then they never explain later, because, again, we mentioned that Hetty talks about, like, oh, don't you want your revenge? And she's the one who calls him up and, you know, like, threatens right, him. Right, right, right. And then even, like, Don't Allie... Fuck with me. Yeah, and Allie's like, ooh, impressed. But then she's like, oh, I never want to make you mad. Yeah. You know how many times I've had someone tell me that? <laughs> Don't get on my bad side. I'm like, I can relate. I feel like I can relate to Hetty in that respect. Because <laughs> I'm like, Hetty don't take no shit. <laughs> Be like Hetty. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, so he shows back up in the end because all his stuff's about to crash. So was that Allie's idea or was that Hetty? What? When all his data gets deleted. No, Allie said that she said he'll pay her no matter what because she has a fail safe in her program. Oh, okay. So that's what I was, I just knew I think I missed that. So that's why I was like, oh, was that actually Allie or was that Hetty that that told her to do that or something? No, that was her idea. So she would always get paid. So it just happened though that that happened when she was being tied up by Hetty. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I was wondering was if that was a way she was doing that to try to, well, No. no, to try to get someone to help her because that was when no she was just typing to i I guess just a chat room well they were supposed to be buying plane tickets because that's when she was trying to get her then because this is the point where she's just full hostage right duct taped to a chair exactly and then again Allie is being stupid never looks behind herself never when she's doing the sneaky stuff hardly like barely pays attention enough to like cover her tracks like even when she was snooping through her box finally when she's like I gotta figure out what's up with this bitch. She puts it out on the bed for all the world to see. Like, at least hide in the closet and, and look at it. Think about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. And then, like, snooping around, like, oh, nothing suspicious here. Just creeping around corners, you know, what Allie does. <laughs> like, yeah, so. I imagine her going, oh. I know. So when Mitch shows up, though, that's when I was like, oh my god, are they gonna make the, like, rapist guy, like, the hero? <laughs> I know. Well, then, and it was weird how it kept getting on top of her, like, oh, I'll save you, but I gotta put my crotch on your crotch first. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got on top of her, like, three times. I know. And not just on top of her, like, straddled her. It was very uncomfortable. That was weird. It was very weird. It was well, kind of like, he was, uh, he was like, well, she's already tied up. <laughs> right? And then, well, and he's obviously gonna already be pissed at her. For about, deleting the stuff. Yeah. And so, um, that's where I'm kind of like, again, and then Hetty fucking, like, straight up executes him. Yeah. Like, Hello, silencer, gun to the head, bam, bam. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, this movie like, goes bam. from zero to, like, 100. <laughs> like, in two seconds flat, it feels like, uh, at the very end. And then this is when it goes to the ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. so we get that. Um, we've had, yeah, Hetty had been up there seeking around when she, like, attacked Graham, I guess, or whatever. Like, that one scene where she was, like, running down a hallway. (laughs) (laughs) And I love when she smashes that glass in her face, when Allie smashes the glass. Like, that scene I thought was really well, because I'm like, finally, like, someone just fucking do something at this point. Like, Hetty is a tiny person, like, and that's what I was Why like, can nobody take her the fuck down? Small and scrappy. And she got Small and scrappy. She, she got Graham in a bathtub by herself, did she? Right. That big old man, dead weight, passed out. I call bullshit. Small. That was a claw tub. How the fuck are you going to get him up over that ram? <laughs> that's so funny. 
eventually all of this leads to um, the big climax is down in the what the incinerator room yeah. or whatever. Um, after basically Allie's uh, been foiled every time with her other escape attempts or to get help. Um, besides Graham basically becoming conscious is what helps get them at least out of the apartment. Yeah. And that's when she's like, stay in there, Graham. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad she at least tried to save. She did what she could to save Graham at least. Oh, at least right. She wasn't that much of a dumb bitch. Exactly. Like, oh, help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she at least takes it into her own hands in the end yeah. and becomes obviously a ninja assassin. <laughs> She's like up in the pipes, like. Oh my god! Oh my god no. <laughs> she's like, and I'm like, <laughs> that's when Dave was watching it. She's like me. moving in the ductwork. <laughs> oh my god, we died when she came out from under. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what in the fuck? That was an open room. She didn't see her up there. Exactly. And then they just do the old switcheroo, and eventually, yeah, she just gets stabbed. Like, she stabs yeah. her ass in the back, yeah, right? twice. Twice. Yeah. Fucking kills her ass. Finally. Finally. After that, they kind of ended on a slight narration of, like, trying to tie it up with a little bow. Of, yeah. Like, her basically just being like, well, that happened, and Graham's okay, <laughs> and... Um, oh, it just turns out she had such bad survivor's guilt, but uh, you have to <laughs> forgive yourself because I know what can happen if you don't. And then this shot of the two pictures glued together. Yeah, they're a little two-faced. <laughs> <laughs> and and then basically so it ends with her going like, well, I'm just still going to just worry about myself. <laughs> Life goes on. <laughs> Upper West Side. XOXO. <laughs> And then it ends with like an Inya song. I, it, it had like a pure mood soundtrack throughout, I noticed. <laughs> when they were going to that sex club, it was like, Aah. And there was also like a chainsaw in the background. And there's like supposed to be all those people watching something. And then there's like that weird flashing Flash. light. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what am I? Yeah, so yeah, and she basically like rapes Sam, like <laughs> yeah, no, she does. Yeah, like, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> I know he's like, curled up, and curled up the fetal position. And he's like, oh, what are you gonna tell her? Because you're the one who he was like, you came in here looking like her, like <laughs> yeah, you fucking weirdo. So, so this movie, that I feel was like, crazy. was a whirlwind. Yeah, like it really was. But I loved it right before he got stabbed in the eye. He was like, you fucking bitch. Like, his voice went real deep for that. <laughs> you meant it. <laughs> but, no, 100. It was uh, intense at times, ridiculous at others. Um, I do feel like Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Lee were good in their roles. But I feel like Jennifer Jason Lee was still the better, even of the two. The standout. Mm-hmm. I feel like she definitely was a standout. Um, but overall, would you watch it again? No. I, I, no, never. I don't, no. I don't need to. No. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. Now I do, now I want to watch The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, though, to see if I remember any of that one. Oh, man. So, watching this one, no, I would never probably watch it again either. But it is making me look forward to our next one, Poison, Poison Ivy, because I'm more... I'm trying to remember. I'm like, ooh, how bad is it going to be? 
and we'll, how accurate are my memories? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really well, uh, mine weren't accurate at all. <laughs> ready for that one for sure. Yeah, right. And I feel like this whole genre was just yeah, real weird at the time. Uh, the, the erotic, the erotic thriller. Yeah. If it's not done right. It's just weird. Like, it it gets convoluted. It's like they don't really tie up certain ends or explain certain things that really you need to in a thriller. Like you said, they're just trying to make it look like a Chris Isaac video. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's like, okay, well, it's going to have boobies in it, so. Yeah, style over substance. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That leads me to wonder, <laughs> the, the one I picked, how, uh, how that's going to hold up. Was it being Drew Barrymore? It's got titties in it. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. She didn't mind showing her titties back then. I don't think she did. Because I remember there was quite a few movies where she was like really young, actually. I think <laughs> like showing her boobies. I, the way that they handled like '80s child stars, yeah, very cringe, yeah, very uh, upsetting. I think at times, <laughs> sure. So, so yeah. So we'll we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> what a girl we power. <laughs> it's like those fucking lifetime movies. Like, is it a lifetime movie unless somebody's getting beaten or raped? Yeah, very true. It, yeah, very but girl power. Very much movies made for women. Made for women getting <laughs> like, assaulted. Let's just show you movies over and over of you being assaulted and raped and beaten and... But rising above. Like, why should we have to? Damn it. Can't we have a happy ending? Or not at least a terrible beginning? I feel like that was just, yeah, like 90s Lifetime and like women-centric movies in yeah. general in the 90s, so... And this was no exception, really. No exception, yep. And, uh... Well, I mean, did have a man getting raped, too, in it, I guess. <laughs> Equality. <laughs> Equality. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Speechless. Speechless. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> tune in for next episode where we probably watch another just as uncomfortable film. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you can find us on the social meds at Film Gazers. And uh, I did update some more Leatherface lore. You oh. guys are missing out. I'll read it. Yeah, it's uh, there in the Discord, which you can become a part of. The link is uh, on our Twitter, pinned on there. You're not going to join, but I'm going to put it out there regardless. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. And once we are done with February, we are doing a real special treat. And we are going to have a Nicolas Cage appreciation month theme. Nice. We're going to do um, three Nicolas Cage films. Uh, we're going to TBD those for now. Uh, next episode, uh, we'll give you the deets of a, what exact movies we're going to cover. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Single White Female. And with that, time to hit the dust of trail. Until next time. Later, Later taters. taters.